Well, we're going to be in uh, Psalm chapter 92 today, and uh, I want to uh, give you, uh, I said we were going to start a new series, but actually I'm going to hold off on that till next week. I wanted to just kind of concentrate on uh, uh, one particular thing, and I felt like this was good timing for it, because uh, if you've not seen on Facebook, I want to give you a report that we will be doing drive-in church, uh, parking lot service uh, this coming Sunday. Um, May the 3rd at 11 a.m. So we want you to come. I want to encourage you. uh, You can start getting here around 1030. We're going to have guys in the parking lot trying to create space between uh, each car. Uh, So uh, you can start coming about 1030. We'll park everybody. Uh, The band is going to play. I'm going to preach. We'll be out under the awning, under the front awning. And uh, so we just encourage you to come, roll down your windows, uh, and we're just going to uh, sing and preach the word of God out to Highway 64, all right? And uh, I know many of you are looking forward uh, to uh, uh, to seeing one another, even if it's just from a distance, uh, just a, an excuse to get out of the house. So I want to encourage you to come uh, 11 a.m. Uh, again, if you uh, are, have a compromised immune system, if uh, you're just not comfortable with it, uh, then we understand that too. That's why we're going to continue to do these videos. Uh, we know there are still people who, uh, who are not able to come. Uh, if you have any kind of sickness, any kind of symptoms, please stay home. Uh, if you have uh, a compromised immune system, please stay home. Uh, but we do want to, this is kind of what we felt was the safest way to kind of ease back into having services again. Depending on uh, what the governor mandates and the CDC mandates, we'll see kind of how things go from here. But we will uh, do the parking lot services uh, for at least a a few Sundays, I think. And uh, um, hopefully things will get better and we'll be able to uh, have more people inside the buildings. Uh, They have opened up where you can have church inside the building, but there's a lot of restrictions. It would be very difficult for us to pull that off in our small building to keep everybody six feet away and keep everything uh, clean like it should and uh, um, keep social distancing. So we're going to do the parking lot. Uh, We are going to ask everyone to just uh, please practice uh, social distancing while you come. And I look forward to seeing you on Sunday. But I thought this sermon was kind of good for the timing. And uh, the title of it is Don't Just Go to Church, Be the Church. Uh, You know, many of us, we get caught up in the term, I go to church. Uh, People say, I go to church. Well, that's kind of like saying I go to the movies, I go to a baseball game, I go to a football game, uh, I go to a show, a Broadway show or a play, or I go to a concert. Uh, And all that really implies is is that I am going and I am sitting there and I am consuming whatever the product is, whether it be a movie, whether it be a show. And uh, that, again, kind of gives us a consumer mentality when we just say, I go to church. God didn't really call us just to go to church. He called us to be the church. And there is a major difference, and that's what I want to talk about today. So um, I want to tell you this. God's highest calling for you and for I was never just go to church. Uh, The thing about it is the church is so much more than just the building. And uh, I know a lot of churches, they get in a lot of trouble because uh, a lot of churches in the 70s, 80s, and 90s spent millions of dollars, built these very elaborate buildings, uh, and then something happens over 20, 30 years, and um, uh, the neighborhood changes, or they just don't keep up, or there's a split in the church, or, um, you know, different things happen. A lot of things can happen over 30 years uh, in a mortgage note, 
and then uh, the church goes down to half or less the amount of people, half the amount of giving, uh, but yet they still have the same mortgage note of when they were running twice as many people. And so with many people, the building ends up becoming uh, way more uh, of a burden than it is a blessing. And so, uh, but church is not just about the building. Uh, I've been to Africa, I've been to many other countries on mission trips, and uh, I've had church under, uh, under a tree. Uh, I've had church in a little grass-covered, uh, um, just lean-to kind of. I've had uh, church in uh, just a mud hut with dirt floors. Uh, so you can have church anywhere two or more are gathered. That is really all you need. And so uh, we're going to talk about that today, uh, that he is calling us to do more than just go to church. He's calling us to do more than just attend. He's calling us to do more than just walk in the door, sit at the back, and then leave as, as quickly as we can get out. Uh, so let's, uh, uh, God's highest calling is to be conformed to the image of Christ, to be planted in the church. Uh, we, to, to be the church, we are to be a light shining in the darkness, a city on a hill, it says. And we are to be sent out to a lost and a dying world. You know, many churches end up dying because everything becomes about what happens inside that building. And I'm here to tell you that's not what God called us to. Uh, there is a lost and a dying world outside of our buildings. And if a church only concentrates on just, well, let's just make everybody happy inside the building and just forget about everybody outside our building, that church will die. It may take a little while, but that church will die because uh, God never called us to just concentrate on inside the building. We are to be reaching a lost and a dying world. And uh, that means sometimes we have to put our own preferences and our own needs aside uh, to meet the needs of the community, all right? So here's our scripture for today, Psalm chapter 92, verses 12 through 15. It says this, The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree, and he shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord. Now I want you to pay special attention to that. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. It doesn't say everybody that just attends the house of the Lord or those who just go to the house of the Lord. It specifically says those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Okay. Uh, next verse says they shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. To declare that the Lord is upright, he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Amen. All right, so that's good stuff. The righteous will flourish. Uh, unfortunately, so many Christians today don't experience these good things. Many people get saved, and they ask Jesus Christ to come into their heart, and uh, that's as far as they go. They never grow in their faith. They never come. They never learn how to serve in the church. They never learn how to get plugged into the church and how to make uh, the church their family, their brothers and sisters. They just come, and many people come and get saved, and they never stop being attenders. Listen, it is not enough for you to come to church and just be an attender. God called us to be family to be brothers and sisters in Christ, to do life together. In fact, if you go back to the second chapter of Acts and you read about the early church, it says they really weren't meeting. They were meeting in each other's homes. 
they weren't just uh, meeting to have church. They were eating supper, and they were uh, spending time with one another, and they would just kind of go from one house to the other, and that's how they did church back then. Uh, it wasn't even about a building. It was about, these. this is my family. These are my brothers and my sisters, all right? And that's what we should be trying to get. That's what we really all need to get out of being a part of a church. Um, many people, what I find today, many Christians, instead of flourishing, they feel spiritually dry. And maybe one of these uh, you're going to identify with uh, today, and I want to encourage you today. If you identify with one of these, let's decide to make a change today and say, you know what, I'm going to stop just going to church. I'm going to become a part of the church. I'm going to become planted in this family. Uh, many Christians today, instead of thriving, they feel like they are emotionally withering. Uh, many Christians today, instead of feeling connected to a group of people, they feel relationally barren. Um, many Christians today, instead of prospering, they feel extremely financially stressed. They can't seem to get their financial house in order because they're trying to do it their way and not God's way. Uh, and then lastly, many Christians do not feel fulfilled. Uh, they feel like they're searching for something that matters, and they feel like, I just... I'm not finding it. Listen, I would say this to you today. Uh, you need to get plugged in. And if you can't find a way to get plugged into this church, then I would even be the first to encourage you, go find you a church where you can jump in, where you can plug in, where you can get connected to people. Because whatever church it is, it's not doing you any good if you don't connect to it and you don't dive in and it doesn't become a part of your family, all right? Uh, so, uh, you know, I would be the first to encourage you, this church is not for everybody. No church is for everybody. Uh, so I would tell you, if you just come here and uh, it's just not doing it for you and you can't seem to get plugged in here, I can recommend you to a lot of good churches where maybe you can go and get plugged in. You may say, well, preacher, you're trying to drive people off. No, I'm just trying to tell you uh, it only does you any good if you plug into it and it becomes your family, and that's any church, okay? All right, so uh, the Scripture talked about two different kinds of trees. So let's look at those, a palm and a cedar, all right? We're going to start with the cedar. Um, cedar wood is durable. It's attractive. It has a pleasant aroma. I don't know if you've ever been inside or you maybe you have a, uh, my wife has a cedar chest. And, uh, you know, man, it makes everything smell good that you put inside the cedar chest. Many people have cedar closets built. Uh, it's a very attractive wood. Uh, it smells really good. And the main thing is it's a very durable wood. It lasts a long time. In fact, King Solomon built his temple using cedar for many parts of it because this temple was designed to last for centuries so he used cedar wood all right all right then let's look at the palm tree or more specifically the palm branch the palm branch in Jesus's day was a symbol of triumph and victory all right in fact at uh, when the Olympics started the first Olympic games the first Olympic champions uh, were given palm branches uh, that was their gold medal uh, was a palm branch so it had a lot of uh, value in that society and it was a symbol of, of, of victory all right and then you remember also the story of when Jesus rode into Jerusalem and it was called the triumphal entry what were the people waving they were waving palm branches 
because it represented uh, uh, victory. It represented uh, royalty, all right, if you will. Now, here's an interesting thing about both of these trees that he used. They're both evergreens. Do you know what that means? It means they're the type of trees that thrive and produce life year-round. They stay green all year round. There's not a, a season. Uh, many plants uh, and trees, uh, they are seasonal. And uh, they only, uh, they kind of have a season where they bloom and then a season where they go dormant. And uh, But these are types of trees that produce all year round. And uh, there's a good uh, analogy in that, that you and I, we need to be like that. We need to be producing fruit in season, out of season. There are no seasons. We need to be fruitful year round. Uh, no seasons, no season. Well, you know, this is my season, and then I'm going to take a break. That's not what God called us to. God called us to always be mindful, always be prepared uh, to tell people about him and to be an evergreen, if you will, all right? Um, so um, going to church is not the same as being planted in the church, all right? Going to church uh, has this mindset, this attitude. Well, you know, we'll, we'll go to church this Sunday if we're not busy, uh, or, you know, if we're not tired, it's really my only day to sleep in, and, you know, 11 a.m., that is just so early for me to, to get there, and I just, you know, it's the only day to sleep in, do what I want to do. Uh, maybe we'll go to church, maybe we won't, maybe, maybe we'll go to church if there's not something better to do, and, uh, you know, people have really good intentions starting out, but you know what I find with people that have that mentality and that attitude? Those people become the people that I call the twice-a-year people, and you know what that is. That's Christmas and Easter, and uh, many of those people that have that attitude, they may run real hot for a little while, but then the devil will make sure they always have something better to do, and they fall out, and guess what? Going to church and uh, being a part of a church is very much a habit. Uh, once you get out of the habit of going, it's very hard to get back in the habit, and uh, you have to create a good habit of coming every Sunday, and it gets easier every week. If you just make up your mind, you know, this is my family. I need to see them every week. Uh, but many of these people, what they end up doing is they start off hot, and then they fall away, fall away, fall away, and then they finally get down to those twice-a-year people, Christmas and Easter. Uh, but if you're planted in the church, your attitude is this. That's my family. We're meeting. It's almost like... Sunday lunch at grandma's house oh no we're going every Sunday grandma fixes lunch for the whole family and we all show up and it's a tradition and we all go there and it's good everybody has fun and uh, man grandma would be so upset if we didn't show up uh, it becomes a non-negotiable the kids don't have to ask are we going to church this Sunday uh, you know, of course, I've worked in church most of my life. My kids knew never to bother to ask, are we going to church on Sunday? It was just a non-negotiable. And you say, well, you work for the church. I think every Christian, that should be, your kids should just know. It's, it's an unusual thing if we don't go to church on Sunday, not the other way around. With many people, it's an unusual thing if we, oh, we're going to church this Sunday? Oh, man, all right. Uh, so it needs to become a habit. I mean, it needs to become a non-negotiable. Why? Because look at this. God's church isn't a part of our lives. It is our lives. That's the way it should be. God's church should be a part of our lives. It should be it woven into everything we do. Uh, here's a way to know if you need to grow to become spiritually mature, if you're not where you need to be. If you... Um, 
if you act one way in church on Sunday morning, and then when you go to work on Monday morning, you act a totally different way, that's a good indication. What if God's word and living for God became so entwined as a part of your life that you were the exact same person in church on Sunday morning that you are at work on Monday morning? That's the way it should be. And I would tell you this again today, if that kind of hits hard and steps on your toes, I'm sorry, but that may mean some things need to change. And you need to say, you know what, I, w- I want to be the same person that I am in church on Sunday as I am at work Monday through Saturday. Okay? All right? Uh, and then look at this. Church is not a place to go. Church is not a destination. Church is not a building, but church is people. It is the people. That's what I mean when I say that it's not about the building. You don't have to have a building to have church. In fact, uh, this Sunday, we're going to have church on a parking lot with everybody sitting in their car. There are many, many ways to do church because it's not about the building. Sometimes as churches, we put way too much emphasis on the building. And I'm here to tell you, Julie and I planted a church back in 2009 that became Grace Point Church, which ended up uh, last year merging with Landmark Baptist Church. But before that, we went 10 years as a church plant. And uh, we went that entire 10 years without owning our own building. We just rented facilities, and we rented several different places, everything from a coffee house uh, to uh, the women's building on Broadway uh, to, uh, uh, to other churches on Sunday afternoon. We did it many different ways, but we, we proved for 10 years we existed with no building. And it was awesome because uh, the focus, it took the focus off of the building itself and put the focus on Grace Point Church wasn't any of those buildings that we rented. Grace Point Church was that body of believers, and it helped us to be able to put the focus on that. It also freed up money that we would have spent on a mortgage uh, to be able to do many ministry opportunities that we would not have been able to do otherwise. Uh, so it's a great thing, all right? So um, let's look at God's church. Um, is uh, The Greek word for church was ekklesia. And the word ecclesia means assembled and called out. Now, let's look at both of those, all right? So the Greek word for church, ecclesia, uh, means assembled. So what we do on Sunday morning when you come to uh, a building, that's our assembly. It's our opportunity to come together as a family, to celebrate together, kind of like those family reunions, kind of like Sunday dinner at uh, Grandma's house. It's time for all the family to be together and laugh and enjoy one another and fellowship with one another and just have a great time together. And that's important. But then the second part of that is we're not called to just assemble. We're called out. And that's why you hear me say many times the true measure of your Christianity is not what happens in this building on Sunday mornings. It's what happens when you go out those doors and out back out into your jobs and your communities. That is the true test of your Christianity. So uh, the Greek word, just from that word ecclesia, we see that, yes, we are called to assemble, but, yes, we are called to be the body of Christ. We are called to be the church outside of this building. And if we don't do that part right, then we'll eventually die. Just like we said, many churches, why do most churches, why are there churches shutting their doors and dying year after year after year? Uh, Most because they become all about the people inside the building, and it's all about making those people comfortable, and they forget that there's a lost and a dying world out there. Let me encourage you today. uh, There are, there's a lost and a dying world, and it's all around you. It's at your job. It's at your school. It's in your neighborhood. It's everywhere you turn. There is a lost and a dying world, and we're not to 
reach them with judgment and condemnation and you're all going to burn and go to hell, uh, turn or burn. We need to reach them with the love of Jesus Christ and by humbly saying, you know what, I was lost, but now I'm found. And guess what? I can show you uh, how to go from being lost to being found. Uh, it's not because of me and it's not because I'm special. It's let me introduce you to a guy named Jesus. All right. All right. So. Let's see. When you are planted, we're going to look at two things. When you're planted, number one, your roots grow deep. All right? And we're going to look at, uh, for both of these, the first half of Jeremiah 17, 8, and then the second half of Jeremiah 17, 8. First half says this. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes. All right? Now, uh, so we need to be uh, rooted. All right? Uh, let me talk to you a minute about the Redwood tree. I don't know how many of you have ever been out to California. There's a place out there called uh, the Redwood National Park, and it's all of these redwood trees, and they're huge. The redwood trees are the largest living um, thing on the planet Earth, and they can grow to be 30 stories high, and their roots can go out hundreds of feet, all right? But here's what happens. How do these trees grow so tall and not be so tall that they just topple over? It's because of the root system, all right? And here's another interesting thing about redwoods. The reason that they can grow to be that big is because if you were to look underneath the ground, their roots are intertwined between each other. So they're literally holding each other up. The, they strengthen as their roots go out, and each redwood tree intertwines its roots with the other redwood trees around it. And so they literally are holding each other up. What's the bottom line? They need each other. Uh, they need each other. And you hear me say many times, you were not meant to do this Christian walk alone. You were not meant to do this Christian life alone. Uh, if you're trying to do it alone, you're missing the entire point. We need each other. Well, you say, well, I thought all I needed was Jesus. Yes, you need Jesus, but Jesus created the church because he knew we not only needed him, we needed each other to pick us up, to encourage one another, uh, to spur one another on towards good deeds, all right? So... Um, the devil, here's what the devil wants. The devil doesn't really mind if you just go to church. Uh, I don't think the devil minds that much if you just become a church attender. What he does not want you to do is get plugged in. He doesn't want you to become a living, breathing part of that church body. He doesn't want you to see those people as family. Why? Because the devil wants to keep you away and isolated from other believers. Why? Because he knows other believers, strong believers, can have a positive influence and a positive impact in your life. The devil doesn't really care. If you want to go and you want to come in and come in after it starts, sit on the back row, leave before everybody, before the last prayer is over with, he doesn't really matter. As long as it doesn't make an effect on you or create any change in your life, the devil really doesn't mind, uh, but he does not want you to get connected. He doesn't want the word of God to start to take root in you, okay? Uh, the second thing, uh, when you're planted in your church, your roots produce fruit. All right, let's look at the second part of that verse. It says this, but its leaf will be green and it will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will it cease from yielding fruit, all right? Uh, roots have to grow deep to produce fruit, all right? Uh, it takes a, lot of a good root system to produce a healthy fruit, all right? Um, here's the thing we've got to understand as Christians. You are not going to produce good fruit if you only go to church once a month. Now, why 
that I pick once a month because, you know, they've done studies. And it used to be that uh, through the years and the decades, uh, people were asked, what is regular, going to church regular, what is a regular attender? And it started off being three out of four Sundays. Then it got down to half the time, two out of four Sundays. Now most people consider, well, I'm a regular church attender if I show up for church once a month. That's pitiful, isn't it? But here, I'm here to tell you, uh, you will not produce fruit if you only go to church once a month. Uh, you will not produce fruit if you spend more on coffee than you give to the work of God. Hey, in the day of Starbucks, people go and spend 4 or $5 uh, for a cup of coffee every single day. And many people spend more at Starbucks than they give to the house of God, to the work of God. Uh, you will not produce fruit if you spend uh, more time on Instagram in one day than you do serving in a church all month long, all right? Many people uh, uh, see uh, a regular attender as once a month, and most people would say, well, I never serve in church. I go to church for people to serve me. I would never consider, listen, that's a bad attitude. Again, if you want to get plugged in, you need to start serving. You need to say, where can I serve? Uh, is it in the nursery? Yes. Somebody's got to change those dirty diapers. Uh, is it uh, cleaning up after a fellowship? Yes. Uh, somebody's got to uh, mop the floors, sweep the floors, vacuum. All that has to be done. It's amazing how your attitude changes when church becomes less about you and more about serving. All right. It changes you completely. All right. And so I want to uh, encourage you today to be planted in God's church. Don't just come to church. Don't just be an attender. Uh, you need to come and be planted in God's church, all right? I hope this word of encouragement has uh, spoken into your heart. I always want to give you an opportunity. If you're watching this video and you say, you know, Mark, I'm not sure where my relationship with the Lord is right now, uh, I want to give you an opportunity because he is always as close as a prayer way. So I want to lead you in a prayer. And if you would say, I'm not sure uh, where I'm at with the Lord right now, I'm just going to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes and pray this prayer with me if you would. And mean it in your heart. Say, Dear Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. And Lord, I know that I need you. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And right now, the best way I know how, I ask you to forgive me of my sins, come into my heart, and save me from myself. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, please let me know. Message uh, me back under this video. Or uh, you can call or text me. Uh, at, uh, my cell phone is 903-399-3284. Uh, we would love to hear. I've had many people uh, text me, call me, message me, and let me know that they prayed that prayer. Uh, they recommitted their life or they committed their life to Christ for the first time. And so uh, uh, please just let me know so we can pray with you. I can't pray for you if I don't, don't know about it, all right? So please let me know. And I want to encourage you, don't forget again, we're uh, Sunday morning, 11 a.m., we're having a parking lot church, drive-in church. So come, and uh, I hope to see you then. God bless you.